Hey people, welcome back to the Acid Spill podcast. We're on episode 6. I'm Tricky Acid from Tricky Acid Gaming on YouTube, and I've got my co-host with me, HC. That's me. That's him. And we've had a bit of a busy week. Uh, we took a week break because of E3. Uh, so two was... weeks, actually. Was it two weeks? No way. We've been, we've been doing shit for two weeks now. Damn, yeah, I guess it has been two weeks. Honestly, like, time has been flying by. I've been swamped with work, doing so many things. We've had E3 for multiple days as well. So many things have been happening. Like, I haven't even been counting the days. It's been pretty nuts. But, um, yeah, so we've got a lot of uh, E3 chat to talk about here. Uh, but before we get into that, uh, what have you been up to, HC? I started playing uh, Subnautica. Yeah. And uh, I, I got really hooked on that game. I'm a bit of a loss at what to do currently. So I kind of put it down for a minute. Um, I know what the overall objective is, but it's getting there that uh, I haven't figured out yet. So, like, um, I've mostly been... Well, first of all, Subnautica is a game where you strand on a watery planet, or at least on an ocean on a planet, after you crash land from your spaceship, and then you just gotta, like, build your tools and survive and get the fuck out of there. I see. And, uh, yeah, you craft, you know, repair tools, you slowly build up, like, a small base, you kill the wildlife to eat and drink, and try not to get eaten by the, the bigger wildlife. Yeah, so you can go on land, it's not just all in water. I found a few islands, yeah, but it's mainly on water. But, uh, yeah, you, you spend, like, 90% of the time on on or in water. Alright, that's pretty um, cool. I mean, is it like No Man's Sky at all? I haven't played No Man's Sky, so I don't really know. Okay, because I was getting No Man's Sky vibes, like you just crash-landed on a random planet, except instead of being on land, you're actually, you know, in water. I think the deal with No Man's Sky is that it's like you jump from planet to planet. Yeah. You don't do that here. It's literally survive and build the stuff you need to get the fuck out of here. That's like the whole process. That's the whole point of the game. Uh, I have acquired the plans to get out of here, but the character is like infected with some sort of disease early on that you need to get rid of first. Yeah. Uh, this is a slight spoiler, but you find out real quick. There is an alien facility on the planet. Mm -hmm. And basically it's like, yo, we ain't letting anyone off this planet who's infected with this sickness. So there's a big alien gun that you need to disable. Oh, wow. You, can't, you cannot disable it while you're infected. So you're quarantined sickness. on this planet right now. Essentially, hard <laughs> quarantine. You're on and, lockdown, uh, mate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Big time. Yeah. So, like, that's the overall objective. I built myself, like, a small submarine, and I just got it upgraded so it can reach, like, 900 meters depth. And I also acquired, like, a scuba suit that lets me, like... Uh, swim near like uh, hotter temperatures like underwater volcanoes and stuff it's i don't know man it's it's relatively simple but it's really enjoyable like you just relax and play this game it's very it's very chill experience it's a therapeutic experience yeah i'm having a lot of fun with that game i'll i'll get back on it soon as well um, yeah you've been busy playing another game haven't you was it river city girls yeah uh, they uh, announced the uh, sequel, uh, right. E3, and I believe they announced the prequel as well, like they're making both. I think it's City Girls Zero? 
I don't know. I haven't actually seen it. I just saw like a post on it. So, right. Um, I saw something on the internet about like uh, River City Zero or something like like that. So I'm thinking yeah, that could probably. be pretty cool. So anyway, that reminded me. Oh yeah, I never actually got around to playing this game. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, so I was like, all right, Game Pass, hook me up. Yeah. Uh, and so it did. And yeah, I've been playing that the past like three days or so. I think I'm nearing the end. Uh, there's like a map you fell out, and there's like five zones, and I just reached the fifth zone. So it's not like a super long game, but it, I don't know, it's pretty fun. It's like a brawler, like uh, Streets of Rage, you know, Streets of Rage, or yeah, River City Ransom. Uh, there's like side quests and stuff you can do. Tons of items, tons of food items that like gives you buffs and stuff. Uh, combos to learn all that shit it's 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 pretty good um i'll probably finish that in like a day or two i reckon yeah i mean i saw the gameplay for it on ign uh it's a 15 minute gameplay preview of it and yeah. it just looks awesome first of all thanks for sending me the soundtrack with spotify the soundtrack is awesome for river city yeah. girls like i love yeah, that soundtrack great soundtrack, great soundtrack yeah, synthwave great beats um fantastic music so you know that already gripped me and the fact that you know it's got this whole streets of rage vibe um you know the whole what is it like a 16-bit uh gameplay yeah i'd say 16-bit yeah yeah and i love that i love i love pixel art i love the whole old school vibe of games like this this is why i love streets of rage so much um and yeah i'm totally sold on it and thank god for game pass so i will be downloading it and actually playing it the only downside is I do remember when you told me about this game, and I hadn't heard of, of uh, River City Girls before. And the whole idea is what there's two girls and their boyfriends have got kidnapped or something, and then yeah, and then you're on a quest to beat the shit out of everyone. In town. <laughs> I'm gonna just beat the crap out of every single person until really just what's, that's really just what's going on. You're just beating everyone's asses exactly exactly so i was like well that's a really cool idea it's nice to have like two female protagonists as well the only thing is though when i looked at the co-op and i was really looking forward to playing co-op with you on this um because we played streets of rage 4 i believe it was on the xbox one and we had a blast it was a lot of fun and i was thinking all right it's go time let's do this we're gonna do co-op on this and then i find out that it's local co-op and i'm like are you serious right now in this day and age a game has local co-op so i really hope the sequel has online i don't co -op. think the problem is that it's local co-op it's that it's only local co-op yeah only local co-op exactly there's no yeah. online aspect at all it's man. so stupid in this day and age there's no online aspect whatsoever i mean when did this game come out 2019 i believe it is yeah yeah <laughs> 2019 and it doesn't have Online co-op? Are you mad? Like no one goes around people's houses anymore, and well, at least not now with you know the whole pandemic, especially, <laughs> um, and to play a, a game together. You know, we're not in the nineties anymore. Um, I think it's great that it has local co-op, but at the, it's like fucking given Halo only local co-op, and then we're like, nah, no online for you. Like, what's could you the imagine point? that? That would be terrible. I mean. That was Halo Combat Evolved, and that was back yeah. in 2001. And then the fucking people invented Xbox Live to play that game online. Exactly. That's how much they wanted it to play online. Exactly. Like, I know we're deterring right now from River City Girls, but, you know, it goes hand in hand. Like, 
with Halo 2, which came out in 2004, Bungie literally created the catalyst for Xbox Live by creating a lobby system, online play, being able to talk to your friends. And that's in 2004, and now we've got a game in 2019 which doesn't have any online fundamentals whatsoever. And I'm thinking, oh, that baffled the hell out of me. I was like, are you serious? I mean, fine, I'll, I'll have fun in this game. Uh, single player, let's do it. But I sometimes think like games like this are built especially for co-op. I mean, well, this one is clearly built with, with co-op in mind, seeing as there are two main characters. Exactly. And they show up. They show up in all the cutscenes together. They constantly have dialogue together. Like, for all intents and purposes, this is a two-player game. But unless you have someone sitting right next to you, and that's going to be a single-player game. Yeah, that's what sucks. And I know you I, can use Parsec, but surely, I don't want to use yeah. it. Yeah, Parsec is one of the only options to do this online. But that's... Like, yeah, Parsec is great, but that seems so fucking unnecessary. Just do it right. And I really hope they're going to learn that lesson, because I seem to remember they got quite a bit of flack for it when the game came out. Well, they're getting flack right now from me in this podcast. Mm -hmm. And, uh, yeah, I am sure that they have fixed that issue yeah. with the new games coming out. Because that is, like, one of those things where you just look at it and go, who the fuck signed off on this? That's so dumb. This is the stupidest thing ever. I mean... Everything else about the game is fucking great, though. The music slaps. The fucking combat is great. The 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 look, the graphics. Like, yep, the pixel style, it's it's awesome. The... the uh, animated cutscenes are great. Like I love the look and feel of this game. It's yeah, I'm fully sold, mate. Everything fun. about this game grips me, and I want to play it. I love it. I love Streets of Rage. Totally different. Uh, to totally the same vibe, I should say. Um, just a different aesthetic, and I absolutely love it. Great soundtrack. Ten out of ten. Every single thing about this game, I'm absolutely loving. But the fact that it doesn't have online co-op pissed me off because. I feel like a game like this is best enjoyed with a friend, and like you said, he had co-op in mind. But that being said, it is what it is, um, but at least I can play it, you know, for the single-player experience, I suppose. Yeah. And have some fun, but I hope when the sequel comes out, they better have online co-op. But besides that, is there anything else you've been up to? Nothing that comes to mind, at least. Yeah, yeah. that's fine, I'll man. I'll fucking yell loudly if something does. Well, as for me, I have been playing an amazing single-player experience. It's a PS5 Lydic exclusive, Ratchet and Clunk, Rift Apart. Uh, it didn't come out too long ago, and I completed it uh, just a couple of days ago. And You've been going hard on that game. I have been going mega hard. I've been up till God knows what time. Like I've been doing a lot of work. I've been swamped with so much work. Hay Fever has like reached Super Saiyan levels and ruining my life. Um, I got my vaccine jab, my first one. Man, I've had a lot of stuff going on. And Ratchet and Clank came around, I played it, and I just couldn't get off it. I have been so addicted to Ratchet and Clank. I think the last time I was really into a game, it was uh, Ghost of Tsushima. And before that yeah, was probably... Right. Yeah, yeah, and before that was probably The Last of Us 2. So... I haven't enjoyed, like, a game thoroughly as much as I have done since then. And Ranchit and uh, Clunk, Rift Apart, comes along. And, oh my gosh, from start to finish, it's like a Pixar movie come to life. I absolutely loved it. 
Um, Rivets, this brand new character. Uh, she's a uh, female Wombax. And, you know, she's a fantastic character. They've done a very great job with her uh, by introducing her to get players, um, you know, to warm up to her and everything. And she's built so well and animated so well that she could basically have her own spin-off series if she wanted to. Um, in some probably games, will have. Probably, yeah. Like, in some games... <laughs> yeah, Insomnia Games have just done a fantastic job uh, with Rivet. And like you said, yeah, they probably will have a spin-off series because it's just fantastic the way they've they built the character. I think that's just Insomniac's uh, methodology when it comes to the gaming things at the moment. Like, we've had Spider-Man, then we had Spider-Man and uh, Miles Morales. Fantastic game. I didn't really feel overly hyped to play as Miles Morales originally, because I was thinking, oh man, I want to play as Peter Parker. But after playing the game, I was sold. Like, yo, Miles, you're my boy. This is awesome. Like, amazing game. And then Insomniac, um, you know, Strike Lightning the third time. But even more so now with Ratchet and Clank. And what I loved about this game was that it did I feel like Insomniac has a pretty good track record, to be fair. Yeah, they do. They do. But... I just feel like Insomniac have really, like, leveled up in a way. Uh, they hit that out the park the last couple of games they put out, for sure. Oh, 100%, man. But what I love is, like, I think me and you had this conversation a few episodes before about you were saying that, you know how Ratchet and Clank takes advantage of the SSD and it does all this magic with, like, transitioning between levels, you know, within less than a second and everything like that. and. Yeah. A lot of games, a lot of studios overhype their games, you know, or, you know, really say, oh, look what we can do here. But when it comes to the actual final product, usually it's not as good. Everyone can talk the talk, but few walk the walk. Exactly. And then Ratchet and Clank, Rift Apart comes along and they didn't just deliver on promises. I believe it was Digital Foundry. They even said, like, they over-delivered, like... You're looking at transitioning between levels like less than a second, like 0.66, I think they said. Um, on top yeah. of th- on top of that, like the visuals are just incredible. Like you've seen the cutscenes, you've seen the gameplay. Like you can tell this game looks really nice. It's very clean. Yeah, it looks great. Yeah, and the animations are there. There's it's comedy. The gameplay is so smooth, so clean. And it just grips you, and I just was so sold off this story that I couldn't get off it. Light spoilers here, um, nothing major though, but there is like another robot which is similar to Clank, um, known as Kit, and she's like the female counterpart of Clank, just like how um, you know Rivet is the female counterpart for Ratchet, you, you know, from this alternate dimension. And start to finish, this game was a banger. And I put up a tweet, actually, I think just the other day, saying, if I could start this game from the beginning again, I I wish I could do that. But unfortunately, I can't, you know? You mean, like, delete your memory and and experience it over? I'm talking about, like, yo, let's go to the Men in Black, just use that memory eraser thing. Flash me, dude. (laughs) So The last time I had that feeling was Dark Souls 1. Really? I didn't know that. I didn't know you liked Dark Souls 1 that much, that you actually wanted to relive the whole thing again. Unfortunately, it can never be done. But yeah, I was thinking once I beat the game, I'm like, man, I wish I could just get blitzed and uh, 
forget everything about this game and fucking go through it again because yeah, that's excellent man like dark souls one slaps hard sure yeah. there's some unfinished parts of it and like once you know more of the game you're like wow this part is actually total bullshit but it's a fucking experience going through that game for the first time but that's what i'm talking about this is just like with me with um ratchet and clank rift apart the game is a full experience it really showed off what next gen can do and hands down i'm saying this now um ratchet and clank rift apart at this early stage of the generation okay it has blown me away and it has set the benchmark of what we should be seeing here on forward with next-gen games also it also shows that having cross-gen titles isn't good in my opinion it never was but it, they, it's there where the fucking money is so it, they're gonna keep, exactly keep for now at least but i mean you know maybe in a couple years we will stop having cross-gen titles for good but i think insomniac did the great decision here let's just have a full-on ps5 title let's show you guys what we can do with a next-gen console Let's show you guys something that you will never, ever, ever be able to achieve with the previous gen. The visuals, the frame rate, the gameplay mechanics, that's just the way everything works because it, it's built around um, the SSD, how you transition between worlds and everything, and everything's real-time. And like when you transition between Rivet and, and Ratchet, it's not like in GTA V where it's like, hold up. Let me just put on this fake loading screen and just keep you waiting for 30 seconds <laughs> looking at this bird's eye view, you know. From here on out, if a game doesn't load as fast as this game does, yeah, as in fucking no loading at all, it's going to be a fucking disappointment. And I'd say straight up, like, when you rate a game, that should be just one point off the scale right off the bat. Oh, 100%. This problem about loading has been fucking fixed. Never have loading screens again. There is literally no excuse for it anymore. Fuck yeah. off if you do. I mean, this game, game goes shit. beyond just that standard loading of between one level to the next. Like even then, it, even uh, this like jumps from one level to the other all the time. That just means every other game should, at the very minimum, just fucking load up its levels at the same pace. It doesn't yeah. even have to do what this game does. It just needs to say, hey, press start, you're playing. None of this bullshit make me sit here and wait for whatever the fuck. Exactly. Nah, fuck that. <laughs> that loading has been solved. Now put up fucking proper frame rates, and then we can talk about resolution afterwards. Exactly. Because I want fucking. I always prioritize frame rates in any case. But the fact that loading screens are now just a thing of the past, or it should be if your game isn't shit, then, um, yeah, we can talk about frame rates and get them to be solid. Because I have a lot of issues with these shit frame rates that's going on around here and there. <laughs> give me good frame rates. Don't give me this shit up and down bullshit. I will take a hit to the resolution any day. I'll take a hit to the graphics any day. But don't fuck with my frame rate. Keep it steady and keep it at the very minimum 60. Yeah. Don't give me that 30 shit. That's 10 years ago. That's 15 years ago where 30 was acceptable. Fuck that. Give me that 60 or even better, like, give me that 144 and we're golden. 120. Yeah, sure. Anything besides uh, this fucking frame rate that goes up and down and turns to shit as soon as there's, like, more than 12 particles on screen. That's what I'm trying no, to man. say. Like, it blew me away. Like... 
I was in, I was playing as Ratchet in one level, and I was like, yo, is this nice city? Like, there's so many things happening in the world. Um, you go to this nightclub and stuff, and it's so animated. I felt like I was in a movie, but I'm playing the game. And I can't tell you how good Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart really is. Anyone who has a PS5, even if this isn't your kind of game, I would 100% say, look, just give it a try. Just have that experience. It's that damn good. And yeah, I'm fully sold. I can't wait to see, um, you know, a sequel to Rift Apart. Um, obviously, that's going to be a few years down the line now saying as this game only just came out. But if they are working on some single player DLC in the future, you know, I'd 100% be down for it because I had a blast um, start to finish. And like I said, I wish I could relive it. But besides Ratchet and Clank, um, I've just been doing, you know, a lot of work. I got the t new, um, you know, the PS5 controllers, the Crimson Red and the Midnight Black. That Crimson Red shit, yeah. Yeah, the Crimson Red one's banging like a biscuit. It's so sweet. It, it's not like a bright red that's in your face. It doesn't scream at you. It's like a subtle pinkish red. And yeah. uh, I really oh, it like looks it. very nice. I really like the red one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of Black people, one's I think, fine like too, but I feel like it's too featureless. Uh, it's just, it's fucking just black. I mean, yeah, cool. It's nice. It works. It's, it's like the 360 controller even had like colors on the buttons and on the, uh, the, uh, the fucking, uh, uh, the the main button. I forget what it's called the the round button in the middle. Uh, yeah, the guy right button. button. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, it, it had more personality than this black one like it looks fine but it's kind of boring yeah it doesn't catch your eye at all the red one however red one looks sick i love that one looks great yeah that's what my favorite is between the two the um the crimson red i like the fact like i said they didn't go for like a standard red um they went for their own unique uh tone of red and it looks great i love it it's my favorite ps5 controller uh, color-wise compared to the white and the black. Um, black is still nice. Um, it looks smart, in my opinion. It's sleek. But like you said, it's just your standard controller color, I would say. I think I finished all the filming that I needed to do today. Um, by the time this podcast episode is out, the actual um, overview of both of those controllers uh, will be up on my channel already tricky acid gaming so for those of you listeners out there make sure you check that video out it's basically me just unboxing and just showing you guys firsthand of both of those controllers but that's really what's been happening with me and you know the main highlight i guess for the week was e3 um it was like a four-day event jeff Keeley kicked it off pretty much with the summer game fest and i remember we watched the whole thing didn't we because you did i didn't watch the whole thing you were there with like, me man like the room i didn't watch that shit i was playing games or something what i swear to god you were there the whole time because we were hoping for elden ring i came in like maybe halfway through oh okay okay so you were still there for some of it but yeah we were just like sitting there and jeff Healy's like oh by the way here's fall guys dlc here's this is that and we're standing there and watching it like okay cool i don't remember anything from that shit apart from literally the last thing. <laughs> yeah elden ring sure it's also the only fucking thing worth remembering that's the like, only thing anyone else. cared about everyone just wanted elden ring 
I don't remember a single other thing from that whole presentation. Yeah. Nor did I care for any of it. No, 100%, man. Like, everyone on Twitter, like, even this journalist from GameSpot was saying, can we get Elden Ring? I've come here for one thing. I mean, Jeff already knew anyway. Um, for those of you listeners, Jeff Keighley is just this big gaming journalist. Um, he hosts things like the Video Games Awards and um, Summer Game Fest. And he already knew that everyone wanted Elden Ring in the end. So I'm pretty sure, you know, he was wanting to get everything out of the way first uh, before he shows Get rid of the trash first. Yeah, well, think of it this way. Because think of it this way. If he showed Elden Ring off first, right, everyone's happy. They got Elden Ring. Everyone's hyped. Is there any point of continue watching this? Maybe, but I don't know. Not really. And when you showed Elden Ring, it's like this open world Dark Souls with, you know, horseback riding. It looks really good. Um, annoyingly, it's cross-gen, but what can we do? It still looks nice. Yeah, like I said, the mu- no one can, no can fucking buy the new consoles anyway. It's yeah. all scalped up or not made or for other fucking reasons. If they want to get paid, they got to do cross-gen, even if it fucks the uh, the actual game. But, I mean, you're looking forward to it. I'm actually very intrigued by this. So, I've not really played much of the Dark Souls series. I've played number one. And I've played a bit of 3. Bloodborne, um, I was really getting into because of the aesthetic. I really liked it. Um, But the fact that this is an open-world Dark uh, Souls-style game, you know, that makes me feel like this is actually really cool. Like, I feel like I'm in control of what I want to do. Uh, There's bonfires, so I'm guessing maybe you can make your own camps in this world. Um, It's an intriguing game. From what I've read is uh, it sort sort of follows the uh, demon souls approach there is five zones all connected by a hub yeah uh, uh you can do them in whichever order you feel like there is like a suggested order that the game like will probably nudge you towards yeah but it is possible to do them in any order they feel uh, the player feels like uh so it's not, I mean, from what I can tell, it is open world, but not open, open world like you, yeah, like you would think. It's is it probably, more like, uh, probably the closer, like, no, it's probably more like village. Oh, okay. to be honest. It's like, yeah, you should go here, but the difference is you don't have to go there like you do in village. You don't yeah. have to go fucking a castle a mansion and then a you kind of control of where you, you want to go first do yeah. whichever like i'm curious about how your corpse run is going to work in this game uh, since it's open well i'm thinking the horse combat or the, the horse riding is going to be used a lot to take you to where your souls or whatever is collected a lot of people don't really know this but because dark souls and demon souls those were the games that blew up but there's like I think they're called Kingsfield. It's a different series from Soft made earlier. Like these okay. are really old ass games. It's just the same shit. They've been following the same formula for fucking ever. Um I had no idea. That's new news to me. Yeah, exactly. Most people don't fucking know this. Um so is it gonna be a souls like? At least in feeling? Absolutely. Are they going to add new cool stuff to it? Most likely. Is there going to be some jank character models that look like shit? 
Yeah, most likely. <laughs> They're probably not even going to have fucking mouth movements still. Not even Dark Souls 3 or... I think Sekiro might have had like a few characters where mouth movement was a thing. Like, they don't give a fuck about that. Didn't Bloodborne have uh, mouth no. movement? No. No. Oh, wow. Like, I, I can't even get hyped at this point. Like, I feel like it's very difficult for me to get hyped for games anymore. Yeah. I get excited the past, or the like last week maybe before a game comes out. I don't. I I stopped caring when it's like, yeah, it's it's coming out at some point. I don't care, right? When it's out, it's out, and I'll grab it if I feel like it. But I feel like a a part of that, shall we say, youth youthful enthusiasm for waiting for a game for who knows how long has died because of all these fucking broken promises throughout the past 20 years. And I'm just done with getting hyped for games. Um, I can get, like, excited and await them, but I don't fucking sit around like uh, like some small dog on crack just waiting for, <laughs> just for it to drop. crazy, like, yo, I yeah. can't wait for this. But then we also had Ubisoft next, and honestly, the only thing I remember from Ubisoft is Rainbow Six Siege. Yo, Siege, do you like Siege? How about some Siege? <laughs> yes, DLC that no one seemed to be asking for, but here it is anyway. I don't, I don't know. I don't fucking play Siege. I don't know if anyone wanted this zombie shit mode. It was it literally like a Rainbow Six Siege um, showcase. Well, there was that one bit with Far Cry where they showed gameplay that wasn't gameplay. That was so bad. It was literally like a one-minute cutscene, and I'm like, is that it? Also, maybe it's just me, but doesn't Far Cry kind of look like shit? Like, graphically? It's a cross-gen game, mate. They didn't do anything for next-gen. It looks like like shit. Fucking Far Cry 3 looked better for its time. This looks like fucking shit. I don't know, man. I think they these graphics the, are awful. I think they're using the same engine as Far Cry Five. I'm not too sure. Well, that would be the same engine as Far Cry fucking one. <laughs> oh, two, two. Far Cry One was his own thing. All right. But yeah, I mean, I was kind of disappointed. Because I don't think I it looks like shit. Gameplay. This looks like a fucking eight-year-old game, and then they added some. Uh, what was it called? Season Pass, because they're the only ones who still do doing Season Pass, I guess. Good good job being with the Times, Ubisoft. But they're yeah. like, hey, you can get Blood Dragon. I don't know if you remember, but Far Cry 5, I think it was, came with Blood Dragon as well. They're doing this thing, mate, where they want to bring the villains of the Far Cry series together, like Voss. Yeah. And... Um... They, you play as the antagonist. Except instead. every villain besides Vaz was kind of weak sauce. I don't know. The one in Far Cry 4 was pretty alright. He was entertaining. He had some funny lines, but honestly, he wasn't that interesting at all. No. Vaz was uh, definitely uh, yeah. a key and player. Vaz wasn't even the final villain. He fucking died halfway through the game, and then the game turned to shit. <laughs> And then there was the That's fucking the preacher guy from 5. I we all know how I think five. about 5. Yeah. Fuck 5. <laughs> Fuck Far Cry 5. That game is shit. <laughs> well, that's what put me off Far Cry for so long, man. But after seeing what I saw with Far Cry 6, like, from the trailer, the gameplay trailer footage, you know, the game looks incredible. I'm really looking forward to it. Unfortunately, Ubisoft being retards, they 
they really messed up that showcase because it was just all Rainbow Six Siege. Um, I get that it does have a clientele that's popular. I think Siege right? is probably their most currently popular game. Yeah, well, um, that's why it's obviously they're supporting that, it quite a bit. And that's fine. Yeah, I'm just like, as, as many other of these showcasings, if you don't have anything to show, just fucking put it on Twitter or something or put it up on YouTube or something. You're wasting everyone's time. Sometimes with this it's okay to not have a showcase. Yeah. Exactly. And a lot of people should have thought about that shit yeah. this year. I mean, Ubisoft was lame. I mean, yeah, okay. I know there's some people who are into Raving Rabbits. That's fine. Um, oh, the Rabbits. I think that was actually probably, not for me, but generally the most well-received thing of that showcase. Yeah, because uh, it does have a, a lot big fan base, Raving Rabbits. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and you know the I think the first one had you know a decent following. It's super not for me. I don't give a fuck about. Yeah, I don't rabbits. give a shit about Raven Rabbits either. But I but know there was a clientele, and you know it was it's something nice that they new. Showed it, off. it was actually a game and not some fucking DLC as well. Exactly. Which they spend most of the time on Ubisoft. Fuck off. Three out of ten. Get out of here. <laughs> Three out of ten. Three fuck out of off. ten. And that's only because you showed off a game I don't care about. Yeah. Wait, hold up then. What about the Summerfest? Or does that not count? I didn't fucking watch Summerfest. I watched the Elden Ring thing and then deleted everything else <laughs> in my mind. <laughs> okay. I think we had... We, did we watch Square Enix as well, didn't we? We did. We watched Square Enix Presents, not uh, the guy from the Marvel movies. Wait, wait, wait. Hold up, hold up. Before we go into Square Enix, I want to talk about Ubisoft. Just one thing. Where the fuck was Splinter Cell? It was right Everyone there in the trash bin. Wanted they, Splinter Cell. They keep, they keep Sam Fisher living in the garbage bin where they think he belongs because they don't want to give people what they want. Here's some siege though. But I'm like, no dude. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember now. They're like, hey guys, remember Breakpoint, that utterly completely broken game? Well, <laughs> there's a new season of shit for it. <laughs> oh, that game is the most fucked up thing I've ever seen long. I hate in years. this scripted bullshit. It was a shit show. I wanted them. I wanted Splinter Cell. I wanted Sam Fisher. But Ubisoft fucked up. Yeah, alright. 3 out of 10 for you. I guess 3 out of 10 for me as well. But yeah, back to Square Enix, like we were saying. Yeah. Um, what was it? Stranger Things True Colors was the highlight, I guess, for me. No, the highlight was Guardians of the Galaxy because they spent fucking. Oh my god, I erased that from my brain and now you talk about it. Oh, that was so bullshit. The frame rate killed me. Oh, I even, I didn't even remember that. I just remember they spent like so oh, long dude. in the fucking game. <laughs> yeah, oh, you're yeah. right, the frame rate turned to shit in yeah, some of yeah. these fights. I mean, at least they showed gameplay, but they showed the gameplay was shit. So, fuck this game. Oh, dude, it was like literally. How long was it? Like, it was an hour showcase of um for the for the for Square Enix, and an I think like what was it? Thirty like minutes was literally Guardians of the Galaxy, and then people in the comments were saying, "Why don't you just show us the full game? Why don't you?" Like, it was just gameplay after gameplay after gameplay. Not great gameplay either. And I understand that. Okay, it's not a final product. Fair enough. It's gonna have some issues. But the game didn't look great in the first place, in my opinion, anyway. It looked so. terrible. Not only that, but it's like, yo, here's Guardians of the Galaxy. Look at this team. Who do you want to play as? The fuck who you want to play as? You're playing as the most boring guy on the whole team. You're playing as you Star-Lord. Don't get to play as, 
Yeah, fucking shit, Lord. I don't care. <laughs> he sucks. He's a terrible and uninteresting character with the least interesting combat style. You fly around and shoot your guns. You'd rather That's play as really Drax, awesome. wouldn't you? I'd rather play as Groot or something. Yeah. I'd be a fucking big tree man and slap the shit out of monsters. That'd be cool. Ah, this game is such a... And not only that, he looks like shit. They obviously didn't want to pay the money to have Chris Pratt's face on there. But fucking why he's got to look like that? I hate his fucking face. I don't, no wonder all the fucking marketing material has his masks on. Because they're really trying to hide that. That it's not Chris <laughs> Pratt. Yeah, definitely not Chris Pratt. I mean, that would have been too expensive for them. That reminds me, actually. Ubisoft also showed off um, that potential Avatar game. Um, I don't care oh, about yeah. Avatar, honestly. Ah, uh, yeah. Uh, it's only like, what, so 15, years, 15 years later or something? I know, and we're finally but, get, now really, getting an Avatar a, game. Really, where to strike with the irons is red hot, man. I know, I'm like, <laughs> we're still talking about Avatar? Like, no, we're not talking about dead. Avatar. That's the fucking problem. <laughs> no one gives a fuck about avatar i know that there's like eight movies in the works or whatever and it's gonna come out eventually when when people stop buying uh, into like marvel shit and like all that stuff because uh james cameron's being butthurt about you know people want to watch fun movies instead of his you know blue alien shit i think that's what they will try to do though like get a movie out once the movie is out at some point then maybe this avatar game will be out because then you know, it kind of like reignites. This is such a fucking wet fart. No one gives a fucking shit about Avatar. Mm-hmm. That's the thing. They Another are reason 15 why years flopped. too late. Yeah. But yeah, besides with Square Enix uh, showing Guardian of the Galaxy, yeah, they showed um, Stranger Things True Colors. I'm a fan of Stranger Things. I really yeah, enjoyed that's Stranger fine. Things. I don't care for the st- series, but. Uh, yeah, I love the series. I ain't gonna, I ain't gonna say much about it because. Yeah, you haven't actually have, uh, tried. I don't it out. have anything. No, I've seen like playthrough of the first game, but I I didn't even care to see a playthrough of the second one. I'm I haven't touched out. the second one. I still need to touch it. Like I know um, Big Mac, he has played it. He really likes it. He's into them, yeah. Yeah, so I That's think I, I do definitely have to play Life is Strange two, and then I'll I'll play um, Life is Strange True Colors. I like Life is Strange. I like this type of game style. Um, so that was the one thing that I liked seeing. Um, they also showed off Babylon Falls. Man, what the fuck happened there? Yeah, so this was a game I was actually looking forward to showing you because you know you're into Dark Souls and everything. And the trailer from 2019, it was basically like Dark Soul esque, but mixed with Devil May Cry combat mechanics. Yeah, and... this was like clearly platinum. Uh, combat. Yeah, exactly. And, and it good. I think what I happened here is that corporate was like, no, don't make it cool. Make it appeal for the Western audience. Make it brown and shit looking. And so they did. And now it, it looks like brown so shit. shit. It's like, what did they do in 2019? Great trailer. I was like, this looks fantastic. I showed you that 2019 trailer, right? Yeah. And it looked interesting. Oh, fast forward to 2021. Hey everyone, look what we've done to the game. We decided to fuck it up. And after watching that trailer, I'm like, what is this? Like, what have you done? How did you how did you fuck up your project? Like two years into development. Like, this is shit. And I'm watching it. I'm like, this is pure disappointment. 
who the hell made this trailer? Fire that guy because he sucks. It's not just the, the trailer. Game. If this is the gameplay, this looks like a fucking shit version of uh, God of War combat, but like yeah. terrible. Uh, this looks like this looks like uh, they're. This really looks like they're ripping off that Godfall game. Godfall sucked dick as well, so yeah, that 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 works. <laughs> this looked like shit. Yeah, absolutely. If I even had, like, I didn't see the old trailer until after I've seen the new gameplay shit, or the new trailer, if you will. Yeah. Um, if, if, even if I had a passing interest in this, it would have absolutely been killed off with this. This looked like shit. It looked like utter shit, mate. And I, when I saw this, I was just thinking, you can't be serious. Because I was looking forward to this. I remember, we were watching this together, and I was saying, you hate see, I was saying, oh man, finally, the shame Babylon's fall. This is going to be interesting. You'll be into this. And I'm like... I'm just thinking, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> this is terrible. I was like, you massacred my boy. What have you done to this game? Like, you've ruined it. And then, what is it? Um, it's one of those games which updates um, constantly. Oh, live service game. Yeah, that's right. Ah, yeah. That put everyone fucking... off. Just to fucking hammer in the nail in the coffin. <laughs> Live service games. Because they've always been doing so great. <laughs> Anthem. So what would you rate Square Enix? Is, uh... Zero out of ten. You hate Everything it? Was shit. Everything was shit. Oh my god. <laughs> there, I, there was nothing I liked. And I don't think there was anything anyone else liked. Square Enix had a shit show as well. I mean, I like Stranger Things. So for me, it's still a one out of ten. Um, All right, fair enough. One out of ten it is. One out of ten is where we go. But, but, hold up. It gets better. It gets no, better. I think you mean it gets worse. No, no, no. Gearbox. <laughs> ah, Gearbox. Gearbox. How you have fallen <laughs> from that mighty fucking mountain called Borderlands 2. And look what's become of you. Nothing but trash. Is it Randy Pitchford or something? He's like the creative director Randy or something. Randy Pitchford. <laughs> yeah. It's like, besides Borderlands, you can't make you should, anything good. You're... You should really look up uh, all the shit about Randy Pitchford. It's really funny. <laughs> how, how, what, how, just how terrible of a person he is. Is he really? I, I haven't looked into this stuff. Yeah, you should do it after. Like, he's, he's a human turd. <laughs> that is so funny. It's like, okay, so Gearbox... Here they are, um, their presentation. Let's see what I didn't what even watch for this us one. Here, but I didn't watch this one either, right? But um, I was on Twitter looking at updates and stuff, so I decided to um, tune into it after it was finished. I didn't watch all of it. I was skipping through of it, and it was just people sitting at home saying, "Hey guys, big announcement!" Saying as no one liked Godfall on the PS5 because well, the game was shit. Um, we're putting it on the PS4, and Sick. I'm like, okay, great. Thumbs up, man. Everyone wanted that. Another shit game. But what was that other game they had that fucking died? It was Battleborn, I think. Yeah. That other game that came out and died immediately because no one gave a fuck. And then, yeah, they put out Godfall and it's going to suffer the exact same fate. This game is going to suffer the exact same fate as Battleborn. No one's going to give a fuck about Godfall. 
Exactly. I've seen then, like one ad for the game and I was like, yeah, I'm already checked out. And then what happened was they were like, oh, by the way, even though this was announced already, um, guys, guess what? Here's some uh, Tiny Tina DLC for Borderlands 3. Okay, put it this it's way. It's a standalone game. Oh, is it a standalone game? Yeah. Oh, God. But, I mean, if fucking Borderlands 3 is the standard from now on, I don't even care. Yeah. Just kill the series. Just shut down this company. Gearbox, you fucking suck. <laughs> so, uh, Gearbox, um, it's not a one. I'm afraid it's a zero. Zero out of ten. It is a zero. Because Gearbox, you guys Gearbox, you shouldn't so even hard. shown up. You they came, shouldn't have. You, you showed up, shit your pants, and then walked off the stage. This That's is where what... the tweet from GameSpot came about saying, sometimes yeah. it's okay to not have a showcase, because... I mean, it could have point? been several. It could yeah, have but, been several. Oh, it could have been several. Hey, you know what? Next up, Capcom. Another one. <laughs> Another one, because Capcom went crapcom here, because they uh, had a Capcom should have stayed at home showcase. and made a tweet. Capcom should have stayed at home, made a tweet, put up like a YouTube video, and called it a day. They shouldn't have wasted everyone's time with this shit. I don't even remember. What did they show? What did they show? They showed fucking nothing. They showed the uh, Monster Hunter Rise. No, um, the fucking stories, stories game. Yeah. yeah. Which they could have just showed off at the Nintendo thing because it's a Nintendo exclusive, you fucking idiots. And you showed fucking nothing. Then you showed off, hey, there's going to be crossover shit with Rise. Who cares? Put it out on a tweet. You don't need to make a presentation for this shit. And I love Rise, but come on. This is a waste of time. Then they said, hey, people like Resident Evil Village. Anyways, we're going to make DLC. We have nothing to show. So uh, bye. And then there was, yeah, Ace Attorney. Fair enough. You had maybe something to show there. Except this was already leaked ahead of time. Just put it up on a YouTube. Put it up on a trailer. I know. It was just such a pointless thing. I'm like, why are you showing you me Resident four, Evil 8 Village games? Four though? games. They showed off four games. And two of them has been out for months at this point. Yeah. Come on. Stop wasting everyone's time. It was dog shit. Zero out of ten. Fucking move on. This was a fucking terrible show. It was a terrible show, yeah. Absolutely terrible. And it's a shame because... You know, Capcom, they did really well with Resident Evil 8. I just didn't think they needed a press conference. I understand there's a pandemic. I understand that these companies don't actually have... It's not always that you have something to show. But if you don't have something to show, don't, they don't come to show E3. Up. Don't show up if you don't have anything to show. Exactly. Don't waste other people's time. If you don't have anything to show, don't just have a show for the sake of it. Like how Gearbox did. Just don't do it. Why are you there? There's nothing about... What you have on show that is going to hype us gamers. Considering that three of their games uh, were on Nintendo platform as well, they could have easily just booked a ticket on the Nintendo thing. They've been running that console for the past couple of years anyway. Capcom games have been like the big hitters on the Switch for a long time. That's the thing. That's the annoying thing because... about it because I like Capcom, but I don't know why you guys even had this show. Like, Capcom I, I every day, so every day Capcom wakes up and flips a big coin to see if they're gonna be idiotic today or actually big brain moves today. Yeah, <laughs> I, I really feel like it's very fifty-fifty with Capcom, and today or that day, it was a very much a fucking idiot day. Yeah, it was, but it does get better from here. Did it? Did, did we make it through all the shit ones? I think so. I don't think we had any other shit shows. 
Square Enix, Ubisoft, Gearbox, um, Capcom. Yeah, I don't think there was anything else. Um, yeah. Right, well, there was the PC presentation, but I don't know anything about that. I, I didn't watch that. the PC presentation, but that was mainly the reason why I wanted to watch that was because of Dying Light 2 gameplay, but you already sent me a video for that, so I kind of got what I wanted out of that, and to be honest. Um, so there was nothing else more to it, besides I didn't watch it, so I can't really... I didn't even yeah. watch that video myself. <laughs> <laughs> but it does get better, thank God. So starting it off with Xbox E3. Microsoft slash Bethesda showcase. Yeah. Todd Howard it's... comes out. He kicks off the show saying, hey, guys. Hey, guys. Here's a game that tells you nothing. So Todd Howard showed off um, a in-game engine video trailer. Fuck off that was in-game. I don't believe that for a second. Well, that's what he's saying. That's what they I don't give a fuck as. what he said. It's Todd Howard. <laughs> I don't give a fuck what Todd Howard says. That shit was a pre-rendered CG scene that told you fucking nothing about Starfield other than the fact that it takes place in space, which everyone had fucking figured out from the name. And then we got the release date, 11-11-2022. Uh, uh, same yeah. thing as it was Skyrim. Ape on that Skyrim launch date. Yep, exactly. So... It had been. It's been a this long time. This game might be utter shit. I'm calling it already. This might be another cyberpunk. I don't know. With Microsoft the backing we them haven't, up, we've heard fucking nothing about this game for years after it got announced. Then they show a fucking CG trailer claiming that it's in-game footage. Like fuck off! That's CG trailer. Shut up! Shut your fucking maybe mouth CG, off. So maybe a CG trailer. Maybe maybe it's not a CG trailer. Whatever it is. What I'm saying is, they wanted to show off what their new engine can look like. Um, Bethesda's engines have been dog shit. The uh, creative engine or whatever it is, their engine sucks. Um, it's when always been janky shit. Sorry. It's fucking Morrowind. Yeah, all they've been doing is updating it and updating it because God forbid Bethesda spends money. On actually getting a brand new engine, and then Microsoft turn around and say, "Hold up, let's... hold the fucking phone." Yeah, but <laughs> also, if, you, if it then hold on, then take this into account. Microsoft purchased Bethesda. I think it was last year. Yeah. If Microsoft came in and said, "Hey, fuckers, use a new engine," that means this game has been in development for less than a year at this point. Potentially, yeah. If they're using a new engine. Because they were, they were fucking not using a new engine until Microsoft kicked the door in, slapped everyone in their face with their big money dicks, and went, hey, make a new fucking engine because this one sucks ass. It's 40 years old. Holy shit, man. This game smells like a cyberpunk scenario to me. I really hope it doesn't. But yeah, like I said, cyberpunk was a big learning lesson. So we'll see what happens. But... So, Todd Howard, Shirt of Starfield, um, coming out 11-11-2022. It's out next year. Um, they must have been developing it, you know, before a year. Like developing this... it is a wide term. Just yeah. because they had a lot of stuff written down doesn't mean they actually made anything. Yeah. Well, let's hope it does hit the 11-11-2022 um, release date. But um, whether it's going to be good or not, that begs to be seen. So, mm. next year, I guess we'll actually see some gameplay, if not this year. 
Um, I doubt we're going to see anything this year, but hey, we've still got Gamescom. Let's see if Microsoft does show off some more stuff about it. If not, then definitely they have to show off something next year. It would be nice to know what kind of game it is. It's just a game in space. That's really all we know about it. It's probably going to be an RPG, mate. Like, you know how... RPG! Like I said, RPG is the most useless fucking term for any game anymore. Yeah. Well, RPG tells world, you fucking I'm hoping, nothing. I'm, I'm really hoping it's going to be an open world game in space. That would be really cool. Um, I would love to... Is it to going to be a fucking cool. twin stick game? Is it going to be a, like that. a Diablo If a twin shit? stick game, I'm going to be like, are you yeah. fucking stupid? I want a proper fully open world... Intergalactic is it going to be first person? This is going to be third person. You don't know shit about the game. RPG is the most useless term to slap on a game at this point. Yeah, every everything's a fucking RPG these days. It is. <laughs> fucking just slap some leveling on and you got an RPG. There we go. Shut the fuck up. Besides that, you know, we also got to see Stalker 2. Uh, Stalker yeah. 2 looked really good. They actually showed gameplay for this. It was funny because I don't know if you watched the gameplay again, but the character you or the guy who played the gameplay, he clearly has like God mode on. Like he's got 12 dudes shooting at him at all times and he doesn't take a single hit of damage. Yeah, well, they had to show off the game in it, so they had to kind of uh, like, uh, do something along Stalker the line. Stalker is one of the most janky ass games I've ever played in my life. I've never played it. It, it looks fucked up, it plays fucked up. It's and yet awesome. it's a good game. <laughs> <laughs> it's awesome. I love it. It's so good. Yeah. It's so fucking. It's it almost. It's almost so bad that it's good. But like, if when you dig through all the layers of shit, you'll find the yeah. golden nuggets in there. Because it's fucking great. Stalker oh, for fuck's rules. sake! It's one of those games. Stalker it's is like I'm forced awesome. to play the game to find the golden nuggets. No, no, you're gonna play the game. You're like, man, this is janky as shit. It's great. All right. Well, it's I hope Stalker Two awesome. won't be like that. Saying it's oh no, I mean, just purely looking at the graphics is an insane difference. Obviously, Stalker One is like what, fifteen years old at this point. It's, it's old, old shit. Yeah, uh, and uh, I'm thinking the 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 team they did make the Metro series, like all three of them. In the meantime. Wait, that was the Stalker team? Yeah, it's not necessarily the same t team name, but it's a lot of the same people. Okay. Metro Metro series is great. That's a good series. Yeah. So, you can tell like they've they've doing they've been doing shit in the meantime. Uh yeah. so, I mean, looking at looking at the game, I think it looked interesting. I think um, it looked great. Like graphically it yeah. looked visually very nice. Um it the looked very animations nice, yeah. and everything. Um it looked very clean, very very crisp. Um, and I was thinking, you know what, this is a game I can actually back up, and I would actually yeah. like to try this game out. The fact is, though, I've never played Stalker 1, so hopefully I don't need to play Stalker 1 to enjoy I don't Stalker think you 2. Need to. I don't think you need to play 1 too. Like, Stalker 1 uh, is very definitive in its own story. It's very easy to just go, hey, you play as a different guy doing different shit. Just in the same uh, in the same area, like in the in the zone, it's very self-contained. So you don't. I don't think that's going to be a problem at all. And also, again, first of all, the game is old as shit. You can't make a game after all this time and expect people to have played the first game. It's an old, obscure, bizarre game from like 15 years ago. So uh, 
Nah, I, I can't possibly imagine that playing Stalker 1 would be a requirement to know what's going on in Stalker 2. Yeah, well, I hope not. Because, well, it, like you said, it's a 15-year-old game. So hopefully they have, like, some quick little catch-up of, like, the world of Stalker. Or it's just, like, a brand-new title in the series um, that has its own new storyline and everything, like you mentioned. But um, besides Stalker 2, you know, one thing I liked about Microsoft's E3 press conference... There was none of this, like, scripted, constant dialogue by just random actors or presenters, I should say. Instead, it was just back-to-back, here's another game, here's another game, here's another game. And it was Except great. Except for that bit with Forza, they kind of dragged that one out a bit. I didn't mind I mean, that. It, it it's is, okay. It's one of their mainline series. It's one of those few big series that they actually have to show. So I'm not too surprised with that. Yeah, but that didn't bother me because, look, 90% of the whole showcase was just back-to-back games. And yeah. fine, fair enough. They had like 10 minutes of just, let's go in a bit more detail with Forza. And like, when it comes to Forza, I've never really like fully invested in myself in Forza. Forza is a great game. It is the best racing uh, title probably on any console. Um, but that being said, what I saw, it looked incredible. It really showed off what the um, Series X could do with the ray tracing tech and everything. Um, absolutely beautiful game. However, um, I want more than just a racing game. I want to see what else the Series S can do. We did get to see Halo Infinite. Um, multiplayer, at least. Multiplayer, at least, yeah. They also show like a scene of Master Chief um, finding this you know, new version of Cortana. The game looked better than it, looked uh, better. it did um, last year. So uh, I give it to you know Microsoft and 343. For actually fixing up and you know not showing us something that looks like you can run on the Xbox One, I didn't have any expectations of going into this to see how Halo is. Like I was thinking, all right, it's either gonna look like trash, or it's gonna look pretty good. And yeah, I'm kind of so Halo has never been like a big hitter on the graphics. It's always been like average as best. Yeah. Even even when Halo Four came out and it's at the time was the best looking Halo by a huge mile. It still was like just really average looking. Um, that being said, I mean, I know Halo has always had this like artistic aesthetic about it, but at the same time, what they showed last year with Halo Infinite, that just looked bad. It just did not look good. Oh, it looked like shit. Exactly. I mean, it I looked worse it. than Halo 5. Exactly. I mean, I get it. All right, cool. Um, Halo isn't graphically, visually the most impressive game in the universe, but at the same time. I should keep with the times at least. Yeah, exactly. It's your flagship title, Microsoft. It's a, it's a stupid choice to go, hey, man, look at our big graphics. Here's our most average graphics game of, of our entire lineup. Like, I know it's the biggest name for Microsoft, but it is not the biggest graphics name. No, it isn't. Uh, but that all. being said, the game looked it's good. And Gears 1 looked better than this it. shit. But no, it's, um, it definitely looked good to me. I think Halo Infinite... They, they've done well. Master's armor looked, textures were looking better. And, um, yeah, the multiplayer... It didn't look like it was made of Play-Doh. It did look better than it did last time. He looked... Last time he looked like he was a fucking toy. <laughs> yeah, like an action man, right? Yeah. He looked like a toy that was moving around. There was, like, no texture. He was just too clean and shit. I know, I, I hate that. banged up and I filthy. I was like, what is going That's on good. here? Why is he so polished? Like... This shouldn't happen. He he's been awoken from cryo sleep, 
And next thing you know, now you see, you know, new footage. You see Microsoft's armor, you know, it's got dings everywhere, scratched up and everything. He's battle-hardened and all that. I'm like, yeah, that's what I want. I want to see detail. Um, but yeah, so, cool. Halo Infinite gets a pass from me. Um, there were so many games that I can't even list them all. There was that Sea of Thieves, like Pirates of the Caribbean DLC. I don't like Sea of Thieves, but I have to say, that looked good. That was a great it's move. It's the most interesting thing they've done with the game so far. That was the best move that Ray could have done by introducing Pirates of the Caribbean to Sea of Thieves. Like, even though I don't like Sea of Thieves, even I was like, okay, this is cool. Like, yeah. this is this is nice. Um, and then in the end, they showed, like, this, like, vampire slayer game CGI trailer. And... Again, like, a okay. fucking CGI trailer that tells you absolutely nothing about the game. I know, I'm like, is this going to be like... Oh, wow, it has dead, vampires, vampires, and it clearly has like a co-op thing going on. But besides that, you don't know shit about it. That's what I'm trying to say. Like, I was thinking in my head, like, is this trying to be Left for Dead, but with vampires? Um, and with magic powers or something? Because, you know, they had some sort of, like, special abilities. But, yeah, overall, I would say Xbox, E3, they had a good show. It's nice to see they had back-to-back -back games. Uh, fantastic work. Does it make me lean towards getting a Series X? Fuck no. Yeah, that's I don't know anything about the game. Issue. No, not just the game. Overall, the whole show. That's what I'm saying. Like, oh. does the whole... Okay, let me ask you a question. Does the overall show of Xbox E3 make you feel like you should invest in a Series X? No. I feel the same. So, I'm still 50-50. I still think it's... First of all, let's put it this way. We're early in the next generation, and it's nice that Microsoft are, are trying to say that, no, we, we do have games in development, um, and we've got a lot of games that we are bringing to Game Pass from day one as well, which is fantastic. Game Pass is amazing. Um, but I just think right now, I don't think a Series X is worth it just yet. But maybe next year we'll, we'll we'll wait and see. What would you rate Xbox's E3? It's like five, I guess. Like you rate it, it a five, yeah. Yeah, there was a lot of. They showed a lot of stuff, so that's already you know, good on its own. Maybe I mean sure. I don't I don't come into an E3 thing and expect to give a fuck about every single thing. Absolutely not. If I see maybe three things that I care about, I'm thinking yeah, this this is pretty good. If we if we have Pretty more than good. three, three things at like any uh, showing, I'd be like, yeah, hey, that this was pretty good. They had a thing like, for everyone, I think, with Xbox E3. They like, had so a they very had a broad everyone. showing. Yeah, very broad. Which I appreciate because the fact is, I know you know me and you have a certain criteria of games that we like, um, but there are other people who like different style of games. So they had a broad showing, and I give Microsoft that. But the final showcase, and to end it on a high, was Nintendo. And I really like Nintendo's showcase. They showed some stuff I gave a fuck about. Mate, you were so... You lost your shit because they showed off Advanced Wars. You I were been, not expecting that. So, <laughs> no, I was absolutely, 100% <laughs> never expecting to see Advanced Wars ever again. No. That that's uh, no, I did not expect to see that thing. Uh, it's it's like a remake. It's not a remaster. It's definitely a remake because the uh, old games were on um, at GBA. Yeah, hence the name. 
So uh, this is definitely like built from the ground up, uh, and it's by Way Forward. They uh, they've been in charge of like the Shantae games, which I also really like, um, and they do other stuff too. So I, I'm I'm happy with the, them leading that that project. And you get both games, right? Advanced Wars one and two. It's one and two, yeah, uh, in in the same pack or game or whatever. I'm not sure how they're gonna sort that out mm-hmm. uh, i've seen some people who say they don't like the, the 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 way the game looks i don't really see i mean what the fuck did they expect old fucking pixels from the game boy advance like come on i i don't i don't know what the problem is for some people i think it looks fine um, oh is it because it's kind of like this 3d cartoony style visuals whereas it, the original it, Advance wars it, was like 16 it looks pixels. Ex- it looks exactly like the uh, like the units and stuff. They look exactly the same. They're just not made of pixels. They're just 3D models, but they look the same. Yeah. And the the uh, the commanding officers, which are the characters that you actually play as, they look great. They are like all I think they're hand drawn or maybe not hand drawn, but they're definitely they're like animated. animated. Yeah, they look good to me. Yeah. They look excellent. They're really well done. Uh, I don't know. People are fucking. I like yeah, pixel art, so if this game had like a pixel art uh, look, I think I would be more drawn to it. But that being said, I don't have an issue. They've gone from more no, of like a I don't think so. Just think about this. Think about this. You're playing on the Switch. Do you really want to play a Game Boy Advance game? No. What I'm trying to say is like, think of River City Girls. This is that yeah. pixel style. It looks nice. I like that. Um, if it's like very it's old not school. The same. It's oh, not okay. the same. Oh, that's not like, <laughs> Yeah, it's just not the same. Because this is... I, I, fuck, I don't remember when the last time they came out, but like I said, it was the Game Boy Advance, so it's... It's like, old. It's very old as shit. And I don't think these graphics are going to hold up. Well, then people need to chill out, because then that's yeah. a perfect reason why... People, like... To look at this thing. Cleaner 3D you're, approach. You're, getting, you're getting a series revival... Of a series that, by all means, should be fucking dead and buried long ago, and people have the gall to fucking bitch about it. Shut your fucking mouth. Be happy with what you get, and then afterwards, maybe you can uh, support this project, and maybe, maybe we'll fucking see this series actually come to life again. Yeah. Because it was a really fun game series. I really liked Advance Wars. Um, and I've always felt like it's such a shame that. It just kind of died off uh, at the early stage of the DS, not even the 3DS. This is going to be a great game to play, um, yeah. you know, on your Switch on the go, or while you're taking a shit, because <laughs> yeah. it's just going to be so fun to play. I'm very happy that this thing's coming back. Well, you know what I'm hyped for, and what you're hyped for as well. Um, we said this in the last episode, and we were saying, Nintendo, bring back Metroid. They brought back Metroid. They brought back Metroid. Yes, okay. It's not like Metroid Prime, what I had in mind. Not Prime. They still don't have, they still don't have, want to show off anything of that. But, I mean, they did reset the entire development. Uh, they got development. the whole team back, yeah. So, it's fine. Yeah. I appreciate that. At least Nintendo's being honest, saying, guys, we really want this game to be great. We've got the original team on it. Cool. Take your time, Nintendo. Do what you got to do with this game. But, guess what? They didn't leave us hanging. They gave us Metroid Dread, a game that was originally going to be released on the DS, but because of development issues and, well, 
limitations because the DS just couldn't handle what their vision was. Fast forward 2021, the Switch is the machine that can pull all this off. And they didn't just show off the trailer. They showed off, um, after the E3 presentation, they actually showed off like two parts of like 30 minute gameplay. And the game looks amazing. I'm so sold. The team behind it is the one that made the admittedly kind of shitty Castlevania games. Oh, okay. Um, and, you know, huh, guess what? Castlevania isn't around anymore. Gee, I wonder why. <laughs> but that being said, they also made the um, 3DS Metroid Samus Returns, which was pretty good. It had some issues, but nothing that can't be, you know, ironed out. And from the looks of this gameplay that they showed off already... Actual gameplay. It seems like they, uh, yeah, again, also another rare thing on this fucking presentation is actual <laughs> gameplay. But enough, uh, enough about that. Um, one of the problems with the Samus Returns is there was a lot of bullet sponge enemies. Yeah. And for looking at this gameplay, like, you fucking run and gun this shit. You, you don't stand around and shoot the same enemy, like, for two minutes before he dies. You shoot him, like, twice or smack him in the face and then move on. Um... Yeah, it so, keeps the so gameplay that, going. Yeah, keeps the flow going. Um, this, yeah, this is Metroid Five. It continues the story for the first time in 19 years. Because uh, you know the Prime series is a prequel. Yeah, that's uh, why it, the Metroid it takes Prime place one in is Metroid same... Four, the, pre, the the one that's coming out in the future. Yeah, I mean, yeah. who knows? Prime is going to be you know prequel, not really to say. But the uh, the three existing Prime ones are, yeah. They take place after the first game, but before the second game, if I remember correctly. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, timeline-wise, that's where they fit in. Uh. So finally, we're gonna get some continuation. And also, the cool thing is, like, even if you haven't actually played a Metroid game before, um, they will oh, catch you up. Yeah, you'll, you'll get caught up with it. Like, when you start the game up, if you, as long as you watch the prologue, it literally will explain the whole storyline. They're going to have to as well, because who the f where the fuck are you going to find Metroid Fusion or anything else at exactly. this point? Like, unless you pirate that shit, you're not going to find any of those games yeah, lying around. Yeah, so this around. is a good logical decision that they've done. Like, they're going to just summarize yeah. the full story. Hey, guys, this is the shit that's happening. This is why you're here. This is your first Metroid. Cool. You've caught up, let's go. And that works well for me as well, because I've not played all the Metroid games. So for me, I'm like, this is great. I can actually get behind this story then and, you know, continue off from with Samus' journey. And it makes me feel like at least now I know what's going on. I haven't just been dropped in there. And, you know, Samus has got this new armor as well. It's kind of like this blue armor. Um, it looks yeah. really cool. Um, I really love this new attire. I think it looks... A lot more better, a lot more sleeker than her usual big giant yeah. shoulders. The big giant shoulders were always kind of goofy looking to me. And when the suit became like purple and stuff, I, I thought, you know, the orange look was all right. But I think the suit got dumber and dumber looking the more they added on to it. Yeah. And they they made the fusion suit, with, which was like very sleek. Uh, I think that that looked really cool was some design parts of it that I thought was a bit off, but overall, I think the fusion shoot was really cool. 
but I think this is probably the coolest look she's had so far. Oh, definitely, mate. She looks so cool. Like, Samus looks awesome. And what I love about this game is that it's a side-scroller. Well, a 2.5D side-scroller. Because mm. it also has some dynamic cameras which switch to 3D. You have 3D cutscenes. So it's almost like it's a full 3D game, but it's on a 2.5D plane. Kind of reminds me of like... Uh, it's a very interesting were... concept and I really love it. And I thought this was really unique. So I thought, this looks really cool. Like, I love this thing. There was a game on the 360. Yeah, the one that Cliffy B made, right? Yeah. I fucking forget what it's called. Shad Shadow something. Shadowrun? Um, I'm not going to Shadowrun. It's not Shadowrun. That was my first thought as well. But that's something different. Shadow Complex. Shadow Complex, exactly. Yeah. Like, it was completely unfinished because they're like, ah, oh, time <laughs> to be continued, and then it never was. No, no. It, the, uh, the whole series died in the end uh, with Cliffy yeah. B's whole but, game industry. I mean, it did have, it had, have uh, you know, it had the 3D, 2.5D uh, approach to it with everything was 3D, but you were moving in a 2D plane. Um, That was, I mean... It was an alright game. Yeah, well, this is a far more polished it, it version of that. It didn't, uh, it didn't have shit on Metroid, even at the time. Like, even old Metroid games were a lot better than that. Yeah. But, you know, you, you had the, these 3D cutscenes and, you know, uh, cool melee moves and stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, battling big robot enemies and all that shit. So, uh, for, for anyone who hasn't been around when Me Metroid was last time a thing... I mean, you can check out Shadow Complex and imagine it being a lot cooler than that and you'll have an idea about what Metroid is. Uh, or just, you know, watch the gameplays uh, because yeah. Nintendo have released like two 30-minute videos of full-on, uncut um, Metroid Dread gameplay videos and I really, really appreciate that because you really get to see a feel for the game. I mean, there's yeah. a scene where you're doing a boss fight uh, against like this scorpion style enemy which can also go invisible and that lizard thing yeah yeah you have to kill this lizard thing let's call it that <laughs> um and when you kill this lizard thing you get like the um the cloak that makes you go invisible as well but mm. it's so cool that when you do fight it you have these quick time moments where sam has literally got this lizard thing in a headlock and is like shooting it with her um arm cannon in the face by the way there yeah. wasn't a cutscene because um the lady playing it said no i am actually um pressing buttons to shoot to damage the enemy so that was really nice to see um and it was just fantastic and then you get the invisibility cloak and you can use the invisibility cloak to like either get through some doors where if they if the if the camera sees you you can't go through but um yeah. You can use the visibility. This all feels very classic Metroid, where you start out with fucking nothing, or actually, actually, often you start out with like a bunch of cool shit, and then you lose your stuff like two minutes in, right? And you you are back to like uh, absolutely nothing, and then you gotta build up your arsenal of abilities and weapons. Um, so that's very very classic Metroid. Yeah, but I mean, there's also the Emmy robot. So the Emmy robots are basically the Terminators in this game, and they're a uh, pursuer enemy which will hunt you down 
Um, they will go from room to room to find you and kill you. Um, so they're not someone to be messed with because none of your attacks, barring one, which is a one-time use um, weapon only, will be able to kill it. And if yeah, it supercharged attack, will exactly, awesome. and you only get that supercharged attack when you actually find it. So it's not something that you can just use and then over time, um, you know, it will recharge again. No, you have to find these. I think it's called like um, something cannon. Like it's a big cannon attack, uh, which you can attack to attach to your um, arm cannon. And uh, yeah, it's a one-time use thing only. So don't just think like, okay, well, I've got this now, so I can always try to take these guys out. No, they will chase you down. And it was just awesome because if they hear you move, they'll notice you, but you can kind of like go invisible so that they can kind of go away. However, um, if they do spot you, um, they're going to like hunt you down and chase you. Like even if you like slide down, like the movements in this game are just insane. Like that's what I love about this as well. Like you can slide, you can counter attack. You could do that in the previous one as well, but it's just a lot more smoothed out. Uh, compared to previously um, you can also do slide attack as well um, and yeah it's just amazing like I love the movement in this game you can run and guard and everything you don't have to stand still and that's one of the things I really appreciate about this which is going to make it a very fluid experience and also that's to help you get away from these emmy robots um, as well because if they grab you you know it is good to be game over however the game does give you a brief moment to escape so I also appreciate that, okay, if I get caught, I get caught, but at least the game is giving me um, an option, a brief moment to try and escape. So if I screw that up, that's on me. And I think you appreciate that as well, don't you, HC? I hate one-shot enemies. They fucking suck in every game they're in. So giving me the chance to, even if it's like difficult, but giving you the chance at all to escape an instant kill is like all I'm asking for. Because yeah. fuck instant kill enemies. They suck. They always suck. The worst enemy in Resident Evil 5 were those fucking bugs that instant killed you by just grabbing you. They had like two attacks. One that fucking did no damage and one that instantly killed you. I hated those things. They were the worst part about that game. Dude, I don't even remember. We played Resident Evil 5 so long ago. The only yeah. thing I remember about that game is Shiva and Chris punching a rock. Yeah. That's accurate. <laughs> Yeah, that's all I remember from yeah. Resident Evil 5. Oh, and uh, complete global saturation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that, that's all so, I remember, those three things. Um, that's fine. You should delete those from your memory because they sucked ass. I'm very happy to see Metroid actually coming back. Again, it felt like they kind of buried that series as well. All we need is for fucking Golden Sun to come back as well and... The golden age of those uh, types of games will be fully restored. Yeah, maybe maybe we will get that in the future. Uh, yeah. Overall, though, I think Nintendo may have had the best showcase. There's a lot more stuff I cared about on Nintendo's side than um, Xbox's on most side. of the others. Yeah, Xbox had a lot of things to show. Yeah, a very few of them I cared for, cared about. Like personally, I'm sure there's something for everyone. Like you said, they had a very broad showing, of lots of different types of games for lots of different ages and tastes and all that shit. Um, 
Nintendo showed a little less. They they did a Nintendo thing. Like, ah, oh, just throw fucking Zelda up there, and people's going to shit their pants in pure ecstasy, uh, as they always do. Fucking throw up Mario, <laughs> because we always do that. Yeah. Uh, the fact that they showed a few things that, you know, I actually gave a fuck about for the first time in I don't know how long yeah, on a ages. Nintendo showcase uh, is uh, kind of a big thing. Like They didn't show Splatoon. Like, I don't care about Splatoon. Like, fair enough, it's got a fan base, but... I was like, don't just go around showing me Splatoon 3 now. Like, let's see. You know what they got. didn't show? They didn't show a Switch Pro! Ha! Fuck oh. you! Eat my ass, bitches! <laughs> Fuck you, Switch Pro! Oh, yeah. It's never gonna happen. <laughs> Man, never gonna that happen. completely left my mind as well. They, yeah, they didn't show a Switch Pro. Where's the Switch Pro? Fucking delusional. No one needs a Switch Pro right now. Especially not right now. I mean, come on. You've got Metroid Dread coming out. When is it? October or August this year? I, I need to find the date again. I think it's October 7th this year. And no. A Switch Pro this year? No, it's not happening. I, I really doubt it's going to happen this year. Don't think it's going to happen ever. Well, they're going to need a new console at some point. But... Yeah, but it's not going to be a Switch Pro. It's going to be something else. <laughs> What's that going to be called? I wonder. I don't know. The Switch 2 or some shit. It's not <laughs> going to be Switch like this. <laughs> it's not going to be some mid-range upgrade like the fucking Xbox and PlayStation did last time. No, it's going to be called the Game Gear. Yeah. <laughs> the Super Switch Boy. <laughs> yeah, the Super Switch Boy. And it's going to yeah. come with a VR headset. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's mandatory. You must wear the VR you, headset. You must wear the, the, the headset. With Take your a shit with your Switch VR board. headset <laughs> Like, this is Nintendo innovating. But no, um, yeah, I'm happy with Nintendo. Um, I would rate it higher than Xbox's presentation, personally. And I don't even care about uh, Legend of Zelda. Like, because that was obviously the big thing they were showing off. And yeah, a I lot of people... I think it was Metroid Dead, uh, Dread, in my opinion, at least. No, yeah, for us, but I'm talking for the general public. Yeah. It's always fucking Zelda. And that's fine for them, but I don't give a fuck. Yeah. It's just a shame, because I know Breath of the Wild is a good game. I just haven't had the time to really invest in it. I've been looking a bit into the Breath of the Wild about um, the... It's uh, a beautiful game, what I'm looking at. Yeah. No, what I'm talking about is the combat and the weapons thing. It's like... Because it's got breakable weapons, isn't it? Like, okay. weapons have durability, and all weapons break. Yeah. Even even the fucking Master Sword and stuff, all that shit breaks. None of the weapons, like... Well, then you can just repair them, can't you? No, you gotta find new ones. Oh, okay, that's interesting. No, it's not! It fucking sucks! I hate breakable weapons! It's the fucking worst! Well, I've not played the game, so I can't say, like, if it's breakable easy to... Breakable weapons If it's easy ass. to get another weapon, then fair enough. But... I don't want to go out of my way to fucking having to farm weapons. Because, first of all, there's like five weapon types and they all play the same. Like, right, no matter okay. what they look like. If it's that weapon, it, all the weapons of, uh, like, uh, a maces or whatever the fuck plays the same. What's, what's the... What's the fucking point? Just... I mean, so Dark Souls the has, game has shit combat. You're saying? No, I don't. I don't necessarily say it has shit combat. I'm saying the fact that weapon breaking is in the game is a detriment. Of course, it's a detriment. Yeah. 
it fucking sucks and it makes me not want to play the game because I don't want I won't enjoy the combat because oh yeah gotta keep my good weapons in the fucking bag because <laughs> who knows maybe it'll break if I accidentally use it against the big bad like that that sucks I don't I, it I hate that shit it's gonna take all the enjoyment out of the game for me. I still remember when you were like cooking at one point when we actually played a little bit of Breath of the Wild and you started putting like nuts and bolts or something together. <laughs> Put rocks in the cooking pot. <laughs> and you're like, oh, here you go. But you know what? I love that Breath of the Wild actually let you do that. Like, here yeah. you go, Link. Here's some shit. Eat some rocks. Here's some cooked rocks. <laughs> yeah. I've cooked them, especially for you. I boil the rocks. I've seasoned yeah. them with, fuck knows, some salt. Yeah. Have some rocks. That that's fine and all. I'm sure like <laughs> Breath of the Wild feels like one of those games that's ninety percent excellence, but there's the last fucking bit that just says, Hey, this game's not for you. Fuck off. Let's see if Breath of the Wild 2 has breakable weapons or if has it I re- probably will. Like I don't even I don't even mind the fact that the weapons are or can like uh, take damage or whatever. Yeah. If you could have some way of repairing them reliably. That's what I'm saying. Maybe Dark, the Wild Dark Souls evolve on that. Dark Souls. All the Dark Souls games have breakable weapons. Did you hit it? Was it ever an issue for you? No, it wasn't. Because every time you went to a bonfire, your weapon durability was restored. There is like three instances or so in the entire Dark and Demon Souls lineup where weapon breakage slash or equipment breakage is a thing. Yeah. One is a boss fight in the very first Demon Souls, where there's a lot of players that like to use this weapon called the Scraping Spear that uh, breaks your equipment. It's basically a troll weapon. And uh, then there was like some pots of goop in, I think, Dark Souls 1 or 2. I don't even remember which one. That could, like, it had acid or whatever, so it broke your uh, equipment too. Yeah. Um, probably was another instance of it, but overall, weapon breakage or equipment breakage was just not a fucking thing, even though it was in the game. And you know why? Because it was convenient to deal with it easily. So, this, it's, it's kind of like the, in the, um, Dead Rising games, all the weapons had like durability as well. There was no way of restoring that durability. You had to find Dead Rising. Everything was scattered around. Like you could find anything you you wanted. You could take three steps, three steps, and you'll fall over like five weapons. Exactly. So that's that's how they solved that problem. But I don't know. I didn't play Breath of the Wild much more than like what fifteen minutes or whatever. We but both that played for like fifteen twenty minutes. Game, it was not enough for us yeah. to really feel like okay. We I'm just thinking. Into it. I'm just saying. I fucking hate weapon durability. It's the worst shit. They can get around it, but this doesn't sound like that. They did that in this game. I don't want to run back and forth and farm weapons. I don't have time for that shit. Yeah. This game is huge enough already. Mm-hmm. Well, I anyway, guess that we'll was see. a bit of a tangent. No, it's fine. But what I'm trying to say is, like, we'll see if Breath of the Wild 2 actually has repairable weapons. If it doesn't, okay, fair enough. It is what it is. Breath of the Wild, though, is just one of those games I do actually want to spend at least, at least a few hours into it. Even if I don't complete the game, I would like to at least 
hey, if I can if I can get a good five six hours into this game, at least I can get a good feel of this game and say like, okay, what is the big deal of this thing? People have been comparing it to Skyrim and all these things and saying how oh, amazing. Hell, people were comparing Breath of the Wild to Red Dead, and I'm like, well, I, I've never played Breath of the Wild, so I can't say anything. But okay, fair enough. Um, <laughs> but you know, as far as, as far as it goes for me, Red Dead Redemption Two was, you know, the better game. <laughs> Um, because, well, it's my favourite game. But, yeah, just to finish up, mate, um, what would you say Nintendo's E3 conference was on a rating scale? I mean, the fact that there is two games I give a fuck about on this list, hey, it's pretty good. 8 out of 10. Yeah, very good, because I was going to say 8 out of 10 as well. There was Monster Hunter stories as well. I'm very much on the fence. Like, I like the Monster Hunter uh, Monster Hunter Universe, like mm. I love that shit. But stories, I don't know if I can get into that at all. Like it doesn't feel like it'll, it'll be my thing. Uh, I skipped the first game completely. Uh, might do that with the second game too. I don't know. Um, there's gonna be a demo, so I'll try that out at some point. The only thing out of that whole thing for me is, I know you're gonna get Advanced War, uh, Wars and uh, Metroid. I would probably like to try Advanced Wars as well, um, but I pre-ordered uh, Metroid Dread, uh, the collector's edition. I managed to actually get that through Shop yeah. 2, because uh, it's been sold out of Amazon and everything. So Shop 2, thank you for having one. And I got in there just in time, because uh, for some reason, Nintendo loved to make less of their collector's editions or even amiibos for one because i can't get an amiibo i thought to myself i'm gonna get my first ever amiibo in my life and it's gonna be the metroid one game over because the only reason you thought that is because you haven't tried getting any amiibos yeah i've never tried getting amiibo in my life because i've never cared for them if you tried tried to get any of them ever before you would know yeah you need to pre-order this like eight months before they're announced because otherwise you're fucking not gonna get any of them well the pre-orders went out live the other day and um you know i was lucky to get the collector's edition for metroid which is great uh comes with a cool steel book comes with an art book and some cool cards and stuff i just think it looks great but then, yeah, I was thinking, cool, I'll just go on Amazon and get the Amiibo. Sold out! Completely! And I'm like, great! So, I finally want to get an Amiibo, and it's long gone. And, annoyingly, all the scalpers sell these for, like, a ludicrous price. Just like GPUs, but just to, to not that extent on eBay and stuff. And I'm just like, oh, here we go. So... I don't think I'll be able to get the Metroid Amiibo, but um, no, you won't. Yeah, so the elect, but at least the collector's edition is there. I'm happy I've got that. Um, if you did get the Amiibo for Metroid, uh, you'd get like um, plus 100 health, I think it is. Um, so you get double health. Yeah, it's like uh, a minor thing. Yeah, to the actual game. It's not like you'll be able to get those upgrades in the game, but you just have to work towards it, and you'll eventually get these upgrades. Whereas you'll get these upgrades early on if you, you know, bought the Amiibo. Mm. So it's nothing major. I basically just didn't really care so much about the upgrades of what's going to happen in the game. I kind of just thought, well, let's just get an Amiibo, you know, have it. You just want the figure. Yeah, I just want the figure. But end of the day, it is what it is. If I get it, if I get it. If I don't, I don't. And I don't think I will. But yeah, that's what I have to say, really. Um, is there anything else you want to add to this episode, HC? I would have said bring back Metroid, but hey, we're getting there. So. 
Nah, I'm good. You're actually happy for once, ending a podcast without wanting something. Yeah. <laughs> All right, good. Well, that's it for us, guys. Um, thank you for listening, um, and we will catch you all next time.